This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, how are you? I'm doing good, John. I'd be doing better if I didn't have to talk about what I'm going to talk about right now. <laughs> and what exactly are you going to talk about? I'm talking about the second sequel to uh, Frank Miller's um, Seminole The Dark Knight Returns. Well, yes, which... I remember you were saying this last time. That's right. Yes, and this was, I mean, The Dark Knight Returns is easily still one of the all-time greats. And just like I, if, if you are a serious comic book fan or even just a casual Batman fan, this is something that is absolutely um, worth um, having in your library. And, you know, if it was just The Dark Knight Returns, you know, it's like, it'd be a, like, it, it would be a good end to the story right there. A good death, as the, uh, as, um, the characters, um, want to say in, like, in that series. But that's not how it, how it ended. Um, about uh, 15 years later, um, Miller came out, came back with The Dark Knight Strikes Again, which you know was regarded as as a huge um, misfire and basically uh, marked marked the decline of um, of respect for Miller as a as a um, groundbreaking talent in the in the industry. Basically, The Dark Knight Two or Dark Knight Strikes Again. Like uh, expanded its focus from like just Batman to all the superheroes in the DC universe, and um, lacked um like like the razor sharp focus, the um meticulous level of craft that um it's like the first that the first series had, and um it's like and it just and um it kind of felt like Batman and Robin's spandex orgy uh, more than anything else. Which you know if you, if it had been published under that title, I think it probably would have been far better received than as an actual sequel to The Dark Knight Returns. Now, re, um, having, rereading, it, rereading it again for this podcast, I still think that um, The Dark Knight Strikes Again, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's a terrible sequel, but it's still entertaining because um, Miller is like, uh, you know, absolutely committed to his um, like over-the-top version of Batman and like the, the other DC superheroes in like in this in, in his vision of of um like of the universe it's like it's like it's one of those cases where it's like yeah it's like it's is, is it so bad it's good i would think so it's like and god help me there's even a couple there's even a couple bits where it's like rereading it now it's like i i like i'm i'm honestly like scared that um like miller actually got this right like in the second issue he mentions that when Batman, like you know, like uh, lays waste to um, Luther's um, presidential cabinet, and we're talking about um, Robert Buzz Ruger Exxon, the Secretary of State. And I think, wait, we've got one of Exxon's guys as our Secretary of State. Like Frank Miller, like out of all the things he got in, um, he, he threw out the wall in Dark Knight Two. Actually, got this one right. Oh man, that's. That just burns, man. It's like, you know, you would like to think you can just like write this off as like a nightmare it's like um um like um like vision of the future. Like especially with um Miller's um like like casual disdain for anyone who comes from San Francisco. Because like they're all ones in the Dark Knight Return strikes again, like they're all the people who are just saying, Oh, well we just we should just like um negotiate with this alien who's like just murdering the hell out of us. Why, yes, I am from San Francisco. Why do you ask? Uh, you know, it's like, it's the beginning of Miller descent into curmudgeonism, but, you know, it's like, it's, 
frankly, like, it's so bothersome that you can't completely write it off after, like, after all, when he, after all these years, especially like when he got at least one little bit right. So there you go. But the Dark Knight Strikes again basically marked uh, Miller's decline as a uh, respected um, creator in comics. That was furthered with um, with um, All Star Batman and Robin and um, his Holy Terror graphic novel. Um, he hasn't done like a whole lot, whole lot since due to medical issues and just the fact that you know. He's also been busy with um, Hollywood concerns with the uh, not well-received um, Spirit movie and sequel to um, Sin City. So there you go. But apparently uh, DC believed that you know enough time had passed that, you know, well, like, let, let's try giving him another shot at the Dark Knight, at the Dark Knight mythos. It's like to see if he can um, get, get things back on track. Or that's the narrative they would have you believe. Because you see, um, this new series, The Dark Knight Strikes Again, sorry, The Dark Knight, um, The Master Race. Um, well, Miller's working with something he hasn't done before, a co-writer. In this case, this would be Brian Azzarello. Now, Azzarello, I believe, is a is someone who, who's done enough good work over the years that I believe he whatever he does is worth um, checking out, this included. From his work on this, the seminal 100 Bullets to his um, his um, excellent work on Hellblazer and and Wonder Woman, but he's also had um, like you know questionable runs on soup like on Superman with um, with with Jim Lee, it's like um, Luke Luke Cage and and miniseries on Marvel with Luke Cage and the Hulk that you know weren't as it's like as well received. It's like or his um Western um Loveless, which you know, it's like you I was expecting great things from but didn't quite get it. Um Azarel seems to be a guy who um wants to uh, give give comics fans the stuff that they don't think they know they want. But um and um when that works, it works really well. When it doesn't, um then you know just get the hell out of the way. You know, now this is actually um, Azrael's second crack at a uh, at working on an extension of a um, beloved '80s, a groundbreaking '80s work, because he also contributed to the uh, um, the Before Watchmen project um, with um, the comedian and um, Rorschach miniseries. I didn't read them because fuck um, giving um, DC more money for exploiting Watchmen. You know, unless you know. Um, like that work turns out to be really transcendent, you know. I mean, hey, maybe Jeff Johns and Gary Frank are the team to um properly integrate Watchmen into the DC universe with Doomsday Clock. But you know, it's like I'm just gonna sit back here on the sidelines and wait for um word to um, filter out that you know their work is transcendent, rather than you know give them the benefit of the doubt. So there. Anyway, Azarello. Um, is working as a co-writer with um, Miller, it's like on, it's like on this on um, this new series, The Master Race. And to be honest, after reading it, it really feels like this is more Azarello than Miller. It's got his um, Azarello's talent for um, like for clever wordplay. It's like, um, and lacks uh, Miller's um, hard bitten, like like hard bitten um, like noir. Um, noir boiled prose so it's like it, it just it gets, I, if 
Um, and also, um, Miller um, gave the impression in interviews before the project um, came out that that this was um, kind of like, you know, Azzarello kind of like working from his idea. So even if like Miller had the idea of, it's like the basic idea for the series, it's like, it sounds like Azzarello and um, Penciler Andy Hubert, like were the guys who kind of like, um, ran with it more than anything else. So, so here's the thing. Um, the Master Race, it's like, objectively is an improvement like over the dark knight strikes again in terms of just being a more coherent more presentable version of the dark knight mythos but here's the thing the dark with when i say like you know the dark knight strikes again was so bad it's good it's like having the master race like improve on that is basically like saying you know you start it so far in the negative a kind of that this kind of improvement just brings it closer to zero, rather than you know in the positive, and that's what happens here. And oh boy, it's like this was. It's like the more I read of it, the more disappointed I got because it starts off kind of promising with the fact that um, you know it's like it's got you know bat, like on um, Batman returning again, and um, it's like and showing out how like showing how um, Wonder Woman is um like you know guarding um the kid they um that she had that, that she had with Superman the in the previous miniseries it's like guarding him in Am- in Amazonia and Superman like having taken himself out of the equation just like like being frozen in ice in his fortress of solitude while his um daughter just like asks her, you know what am I supposed to do with my life and then she gets an answer when the uh bottled the Kryptonians in the bottled city of Kandor um like like scrawl help us on their it's like on on their bottle you know that's gonna end well but also the most interesting bit is that the first issue ends with on the revelation that batman is not bruce wayne anymore it's actually carrie kelly the robin from the original um dark knight returns and that and she tells us that um, bruce wayne is dead so hey that's a promising direction it's like you know what happens when what happens to Batman when Bruce Wayne is dead and and Robin is forced to finally finally I say finally because you know it's always Robin has always assumed like the mantle. I mean Dick Grayson's already done it twice in um like in um <laughs> in a couple of different versions of DC continuity. But you know, like when um you know when like uh, Robin has finally and a female Robin at that has is, is going to finally assume the mantle. Well, after that, in some issues, well, we just keep walking things back. Because, hey, turns out, Bruce Wayne, not dead. Just even older than before, and, like, you know, still struggling. Like, even if his, um, the, his, he's physically no longer able to be Batman, like, like uh, he's still, like, got, got the mind, got the mind to, uh, the strategic mind to handle things. And it's just, and it, and the series just, like, keeps, just, um, for most of the series, it just focuses on that, you know, just Batman, it's just like that old, that old crafty, brutal Batman, just, just, um, beat, run, running the show. It's like against, um, the, the, these can, these Kandorians who, um, were properly resized by, by Ray Palmer, who thought he was doing the right thing, but, oh no, it turns out that he wasn't because that master race in the subtitle, well, it turns out that the uh, Kandorians have, Formed a uh, kind of a uh, cult under um, their this one leader, um, Quar, 
who is basically like um, like is tired of them being small and now, like, now that they're they've been um, re enlarged to their proper size. Well, you know, it's like they're just gonna like show Earth, you know, what's like um, what's what and all. And the rest of the series is kind of like a, a bit, is it is a fairly predictable predictable struggle against um, these these Kandorians who've got um super, um Superman's powers. And it's like, and like, how do you fight? How do you fight back against them? Well, both by recruiting Superman and by um, you know, it's like you know, Batman and his um, like eternal resourcefulness. Now, there are some interesting bits at the end when um, with Super, because like this series does seem to like really want. Azrael seems to really want to walk back the. Uh, it's like the um. um Batman beats Superman antagonism of the original series to the point where, like, yeah, they really are super friends after all. It's like, and, you know, there are some interesting bits where it's revealed that, you know, Superman, like, has been holding back all this time. And I would have loved to have seen this, you know, explored further, but it's stuff that's only, like, um, whipped out in the, like, like um, near the very end. And it's just, like, that's kind of like a nice little Easter egg to show, hey, you know, it's like, it's like he Superman really is kind of a good guy after it's like after all, someone who can really like fight on Batman's level. So anyway, it's like it's it's like it's it's overall it's it, like the um, the fight against the Kandorians is very it's like it's very dull and predictable, especially since Quar and um his um fellow Kandorians aren't really developed beyond being a uh it's like it's like really like that's like angry um bad guy it's like bag bag eye cultist types. It's like the most interesting thing about them is the initial um image, um, a double page spread by um, artist Andy Hubert when after um um Ray Palmer has has um resized them and you see that holy shit, it's like these other Kandorians have murdered other ones. And it's like it's like, yeah, it's like you knew this wasn't going to be a, a good idea to begin with, but to see it um rendered like this like it's it's a pretty striking image and to be honest like you know hubert hubert does a decent job with with this he's inked by um klaus klaus jansen the original um miller's original inker for um daredevil for his work on time on daredevil and the original um dark knight returns and so there are some parts where where it's like you really feel that he does um like you know channel channel the miller style appropriately but but Hubert has been always been a big, um, over-the-top superhero artist, and um, like that, that works pretty well here. But um, it's not. But if like if you're looking for like the, uh, like for like a proper Dark Knight aesthetic, then like you're gonna, you're not gonna find it here. You may find it elsewhere, but stay tuned to the end. So, but um, but um, but um, Hubert's art, like I said, it's serviceable. It's competent. It's like in some parts it even looks like, hey, you know, it's like this is like the Dark Knight I remember, and other parts it's like, oh yeah, this is just fine. So, so overall, it's like the, uh, it's like, I mean, the, it's like the, uh, the Master Race is really kind of a mess. It's like, and also the, um, there are, the series also has a really odd sense of pacing because, um, well, I appreciate the fact that they, um, that they included the. Uh, like the uh, min 
the mini comics that were included with e- they reprinted the mini comics that were included with each issue like at full size. Whenever these um, mini comics come up, they just kind of feel like it's um, backstory um, for a specific plot point. Whether it's um, Ray Palmer being introduced to the Kandorians, um, Hal Jordan getting his hand cut off by Anquara's wives, wives, it's like or um, it's like or Carrie Kelly um, meeting um, it's like meeting Aquaman for the first time. Like it's it's like it just kind of. It's like it kind of feels like you know you get like the, the main plot and then you get like back like like sixty pages of backstory. It's like after each each chapter. It's like and to be honest, like some of these backstories, like it's just like just feels kind of like needless or or pointless. Just kind of like you know why did you include this? Like um like the uh, like with um Hal Jordan stuff. I mean it's like I didn't need two chapters of, of him like you know it's like getting his getting his hand cut off and then getting his hand on back like to find out that yeah he's a real hero it's like no it's like in fact like it's inconsistent with like how he's presented in the Dark Knight Strikes again where he didn't need the ring to um like to um, take out all the satellites on Earth like what the hell's going on here and um when like you have um, Commissioner um, Yindel coming face to face with like, the remnants of the Joker's gang and Bruno, you, you all remember Bruno. She was the uh, Nazi with the swastikas across her tits in the original um, Dark Knight. Hey, so she's back, and um, like having a final showdown with um, Commissioner Yindel and whatnot. So it's that's just dumb. What's even worse though is that um, the uh, these these um, back these mini comics were supposed to have like a wide variety of comic work comic, creators tackling them. Um, but it turns out that the majority of them um, were basically um, had to be um, pared down to uh, to uh, Miller himself, but also with um, um, frequent Azzarello collaborator um, Eduardo Russo tackling one of them, uh, John Romito Jr. on tackling breakdowns for another, and then uh, Miller um, either tackling most of them solo or with um, Jensen um, doing I'm providing the inks for some of them. Now, when um, Jensen's providing the inks to Miller's works, it actually looks, um, well, fairly respectable in the sense that, you know, like there's there's decent composition, it's like, and like things don't look like too impressionistic. When Miller's flying solo, oh God, it's like terrible, awful, um, frightening proportions and impressionism. While, Okay, well, um, you could charitably make an argument for the Dark Knight. His Miller's work in the Dark, Dark Knight tries again to be um, to embrace the um, aspects of caricature and impressionism. It's like and just like being an over like an overshadowed um, like achievement. This time, no. This like Miller has just like has lost it. It's like I understand he, he's um, I am um, done some work for um, the Xerxes miniseries the 300 people miniseries for Dark Horse and oh god it's like I hope that he hasn't finished it because this is going to look it's going to look hideous if it's anything like what he's what he delivers here because like it's it's painful to look at just saying like you know Miller should be one of the all time greats in terms of pencilers but um, these days no it's it's hideous just uh uh, it's like uh, I want to talk about something else now. It's like, oh, let's talk about how 
at the very end of the series, um, Azarello basically invalidates the entire premise of of the Dark Knight, which you know was was like you know focus on you know Batman, um, you know like older than like having retired and then coming back like you know for one last go, and then at the end, well, you know it's like Batman. Well, he's not old anymore. In fact, you know, it's like he's a he's a he he's a young man, ready to go, but also ready to learn again. It's it this this specific plot development just kind of makes you go, like, why? It's like the only reason you would want to um do something like this is to just basically make um the Dark Knight um timeline like its own infinitely extendable um exploitable commercial product because like to, to um reduce the age of batman to make him a young man again it's like just defeats the entire fucking purpose of things and it's like ugh, why why it's like by and by the end of this by the end of this miniseries this this fucking hardcover it's like even though it tries to end on a um nice big optimistic note uh, compared to what has gone before it's like I was like, no, no. It's like you know, it's like I, I could accept something like like the Dark Knight Strikes again, which is so enter- so bad it's good, but the Master Race, it's like, is is like this course correction that to tries to um, steer the ship back on course, but just can't manage it. Like I said, it just brings um, the whole endeavor um, closer to zero more than anything else, and it's depressing it's like and easily a big candidate a leading candidate right now for um worst thing i've read this year so um actually to be in full in full disclosure right here i uh i i um i told john that um we're that um hey you know it's like uh, i'm doing this like i'm batman thing this time you should probably check this out you know so talk about this and um john like you know didn't and you know john Congratulations, man! You dodged a bullet. You dodged that bullet, man. <laughs> okay. So yes, I did dodge the bullet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But hey, but there, there's good news though, because I'm I'm actually not completely done yet. Though, if you've got anything to say, John, it's like um, please go on now, because I because I'm actually I actually got something I can actually end this on a positive note on. Yeah, I don't really have anything outside of, um, well, I'm glad I dodged a bullet. So yes, you um, did. Like, uh, <laughs> so I can't, I can't, um, I, I can't really um, complain about the fact that you didn't um, pick this up to contribute to this podcast because, like, you know, anyone who um, didn't hasn't bought this yet. It's like you dodged a bullet. Well, I'm just gonna say that's the reason why we have you as our reviewer. <laughs> So that we don't, so we can all dodge bullets while you take them. No, nope. <laughs> well, I can't can't argue with you there. All right, but but in the in the interest of um of wrapping things up on a positive note, um there is one um aspect of of the of DC's um of this uh of the Master Race that wasn't included uh, in the um in the main hardcover, and that was um the Last Crusade, a one shot um from from quote unquote Miller and also um, Azzarello, and and done by and with art from John Romita Jr. This is a sixty-four page um, one shot that 
basically, um, it's actually a prequel to the original Dark Knight Returns. And it basically, it basically shows you, you know, what um, things were like for Bruce Wayne before he decided to return. And also just basically illustrates to you just, you know, how things went wrong when he was um, with um, Jason Todd as, as Robin in this universe. And to be honest, it's actually pretty good. It's like, it, it actually, um, Romita, um, Romita Jr. is a guy who I normally associate with um, really high-energy, high-octane stuff. But um, here, he kind of like um, dials it back and um, and tries to adopt a, a more disciplined aesthetic that's actually more in line with um, what we saw from Miller in the original Dark Knight Returns. And also, um, at, like, Azarello's work here, because I'm basically assuming that, you know, this is, like, Azarello's baby more than anything else. It's like... Um, like shows you like a more vulnerable Batman. It's like someone who um it's like who it's like who does need who actually needs help from Alfred in getting out of bed in the morning, who actually um does is tripped up by Jason Todd when he's fighting fighting him for training. And someone who um who also needs um Todd's help to escape from Killer Croc um when he's um like tr- um tracking this um group of um millionaires who've been seduced by poison ivy. So, so as a prequel that shows that basically like adds inspiration for that shows you like you know that, that illuminates to a wide Batman like uh, you know eventually retired in the first place and also just you know one of the um, plot points that was hinted at um, it's pretty good but it actually it's actually um, even better than that because um, because it also on. Um, the Joker is also a fairly um, prominent character here, and and um, it's the same effeminate, crafty Joker we saw in the original Dark Knight Returns, and it's like and uh, Azarello really captures the spirit, his spirit here, and even some really diabolically good foreshadowing, where he tells, where he's telling the inhabitants of Arkham about the um, about this um per- this person whose um whose head was whose neck was broken and he just kept seeing um he just seeing life from all different angles and it's done in this like six this this what was it, 12 or 16 panel grid and um and um anything after the uh the doctors fix his neck like he just signs he just stops and like everyone in the sign was like well what happened what 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 happened next it's like everyone is like you know crawling at joker is just like Joker, like, what happened next? And the Joker just goes back to his cell, letting everyone know. It's like, hey, you know, it's like you're just gonna, like, well, what did happen next? And while it, the the miniseries does, the the one shot does give you like a good impression as to you know why um, Jason Todd um, is no was um, was no longer Robin. It's like it that um, that bit that bit with the Joker actually acts as diabolical foreshadowing at the end because. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, yeah, we know that we know the Joker did, did get Jason Todd in the end. We just don't know exactly how he got him. It's really, it's like, it's really clever. It's like, and, um, it's like, and like I said, it's a, uh, and like I said, it just, like, it, it illuminates a specific part of the, of the Dark Knight mythos, but, um, but also leaves the most crucial stuff up to, up to the reader's imagi- imagination. It's like this, um, the last crusade, 
Like, if you've ignored the Dark Knight traits again and the Master Race, this is the one that I would recommend you, you check out, either in physical form or in digital, which, um, which is how I did it. Because, you know, I can just, like, download it from Comixology. So, yeah, The Last Crusade like, is definitely a worthy um, addition to the Dark Knight mythos. And if you're only, like I said, it, like I said, um, if you only um, go and read um, Dark Knight Returns, that's fine. But if you have to know more about how that that particular mythos exists, then um, pick up the Master Race. D- um, don't ignore. It. Don't bother with its sequels. Though my final word on the Master Race is that it is the terrible sequel that um, everyone said The Dark Knight Strikes Again was. So there you go. Um, anything else you want to say, John? Nope, I think you've pretty much covered it. All right. So I guess we should just go ahead and just call it a night right now, then. Yep, except for one little quick detail. What are you going to be talking about next time? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure yet. Um, I, I'm tempted to do... Um, a look back at um, Jeff Lemire's Old Man Logan, or I may do something completely different. So um, we'll we'll see about that. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, later. Bye.